Hi there, and welcome to the Destination Melbourne podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Archer, and this is our second podcast for 2018. So welcome, and a very special hello if you're joining us for the first time. Our podcast is all about topics of interest to Melbourne's tourism industry, where we present interviews, discussions, and news all about tourism in Melbourne and what makes it the world's most livable city and also the most visitable. Okay, so we're going to be talking about a topic that is actually very close to my heart and I'm guessing probably yours too if you're a foodie like myself. We're going to be talking about food trucks in Melbourne and my guest today is Sonia Lear. Now Sonia was actually a reporter with the ABC and is now the co-owner of Happy Camper Pizza. So please join me to hear from Sonia and also get in touch with your own ideas and feedback too. I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me at danielle at destination.melbourne. Let's move on now to my culinary conversation with Sonia. I am speaking with Sonia Lear, who's the co-owner of Happy Camper Pizza, which is a food truck business, but it is really so much more than that, which we're going to find out today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So you've got a varied background, Sonia. You're actually coming from a media background where you were a reporter. How do you end up in a food business like the one that you are co-owner of? Um, I'd say very reluctantly. (laughs) Um, So my partner is an aeronautical engineer and suddenly said, I want to have a food truck, which I completely poo-pooed for about three years. Um, So yeah, I I was really kind of slow getting involved. Um, And then he just kind of started the business um, and then he needed help. So with three small kids under two, I couldn't go back to the media, which was such a, you know, long hours and a really demanding type of role. So I basically got involved in the food truck business. And with any business, especially I would say the food truck business, it's important to have that point of difference and to really differentiate yourself from the other offerings in the market. There are a number of ways that you do that. But something that strikes me is your actual vehicles. You've got these amazing vehicles from the 40s and and the 60s. Can you tell us about them? Yeah, so for me, aesthetics was really important. Um, and I said to him, you know, food trucks generally are pretty ugly. So if we're going to do it, let's do it properly. So we started with a 1960s Airstream. Now it's kind of been almost five years and we've really grown the business. So we've got an Airstream, we've got a 1960s Chevy truck, and we have two 1940s teardrops. It just gives you a bit of an edge. And also, you know, we do a lot of weddings and we do a lot of really special um, custom events and things, uh, corporate events. So, you know, it it gives you something a bit more special than just the food. It's kind of this whole package that you get. I think you really hit on something interesting when you said that it gives you something special apart from just the food because I think that is significant for tourism. It's not just about what the product is, it's about how it's delivered to really draw in visitors and get people interested. So tell me a little bit more about the business itself. You've got this fantastic idea about how you're going to present what your offering is, but tell us about what's inside the vans as well. 
We've gone through like this whole kind of old school approach. So we've got the cool looking vans, then we've got handmade pizza. So very authentic Italian, everything is fresh, handmade and just delicious. And then customer service is really important to us. So our crew are really fun. Um, They're all really young. They're very diverse. They come from all over the world. So we've got a mix of Australian, New Zealand, French, Italian. We've got an Iranian woman. You know, we've got such a really diverse collection of people and I guess that's the whole package of our truck like it's it's this experience there are so many different foods in Melbourne so you know you can get food anywhere this is more creating a vibe and creating a bit of sense of fun and that's what people always comment on when they come to our truck they're like it's just so much fun like everyone looks like they're enjoying themselves and it's a very special business you know coming from media where everyone always was whinging about their work you know you'd go into the office and it was like woe is me or you're covering like a murder or some horrible event that's happened you know usually a disaster you know this is just such a beautiful energy fun you know exciting vibes because you're at festivals or you're at street events or you know big events like horse races like Melbourne Cup or the tennis you know AFL the final like everyone is literally there just to celebrate and so I guess that's what our business is about it's like a celebration. I really love that idea of that happy vibe and how people bring with them their own experiences and then that's coupled with the experience that you offer and being at all of these different events um, like the Melbourne Cup or the AFL or other things of that nature, you must see customers from all over, local, domestic, international. Tell us more about who these people are and, and where they're from. So we get a lot of tourists. Um, you know, we get a lot of American tourists who are just so thrilled when they see a, an Airstream because it's such a typical American-type vehicle. Or, you know, the Chevy, which is very American as well. So for them, it's almost like this piece of home that they kind of instantly drawn to. Other people, you know, we might get people from Japan or from China, like they've never seen an Airstream and they find it fascinating and they want to know more about what it is. So um, it's just such a diverse range of people. You know, you've got people from all over the world and then you know they are always so excited when they might come up to the truck and you know to find someone Italian serving them or someone French and and so it's kind of like they can really connect and at the same time you're kind of getting this real Australian customer service and um, the way that we operate here in Australia. I mean that's what I love about Melbourne you've got people just from all over the world not only working here but visiting and You know, we get all kinds of people coming to see us. And then we are also offering them all kinds of people. So, you know, they're not just getting... They're getting Italian food in an American vehicle with a French waitress or something. You know, it's it's really diverse. And that's one of the things I actually wanted to talk to you more about is that visitor experience because you're not just serving food to customers. You're very much a part of the tourism industry because... Anywhere a visitor spends time or money is part of tourism. Yet I think that traditionally a lot of businesses in food and beverage have not really considered themselves to be part of tourism. Yet you do. Yeah, we definitely do. And I guess I guess traditionally businesses that cater food, it's like you're a caterer or you know, you're just a restaurant, you're just feeding people. But I think in this day and age it's really important to provide an experience for your customers and you know, and a lot of the customers are coming from overseas. So in that sense we're part of 
creating a vibe and and part of celebrating our country and um, creating an experience for them to take back and you know a really enjoyable thing for them to do. What do you think that visitors to Melbourne are looking for? We talk a lot in our industry about authenticity, about storytelling, about creating something that is unique. For you and your business, what does that add up to when you think about who is coming to your business, what you're providing to them, and also where you are, because you're providing your your service, your business at major events. I think the Australian Open was also one of those events too. Yes, absolutely. I think Melbourne is one of those cities that you kind of need to dig a little bit to find all the real beauty and um, the special qualities of the city. You know, I actually originally come from Sydney and you, you take a tourist there and it's like, wow, there's the harbour and there's the bridge and there's the opera house. And I find you know, even with family coming from overseas here, it's like, what do we do? And so, yeah, you know, I'll take them to see our pizza truck because then you might be at the AFL or you might be at um, South Melbourne Market, you know, and there's this whole amazing little vibe that they get, which is actually really unique and really special to Melbourne. And that's what they're looking for. They're looking for something a little bit different. They're looking for, you know, a chance to really meet locals and to have some friendly service. They want to talk to people. I think there are a lot of cities in the world where people just walk around with a long face and they're very, very busy and they don't have time for each other. And I think what our business does really well is that we don't just serve them the food I mean we really talk to them we ask them about their day you know we really try and celebrate the fact that they're eating our food and um, and I think that's what is really reflective of Melbourne in general. I definitely agree with you about those unique points of difference that Melbourne has and what we can offer here as a city and and why that's such a draw card. And even thinking about your industry, the food truck industry, how Melbourne has been the place where that's really taken roots and taken off. And now we are, of course, seeing a growth in the food truck industry around the country. But Melbourne's really been the place that um, a lot of it originated and where it's really, really grown. Yeah, Melbourne has definitely embraced food truck culture. You know, there's probably more than 200 trucks now in Melbourne. And I think that a lot of cities are kind of a bit scared of food trucks. They think, oh, they're going to take away from restaurants or, you know, detract. But in some way, the food's not going to be good quality. What you find here in Melbourne with the food trucks is that it's just there's so much diversity, really good quality food on the whole, really amazing customer service. And the food trucks are operating in places that you wouldn't have a restaurant. So it's actually bringing a lot more you know, in a space that might have been a dead space um, and the food trucks can kind of get in there and create a vibe in a place that there weren't people coming into or at an event, you know, where traditionally you might have had hot dogs and pies, you know, like the AFL. Now they create a whole experience for people coming to the final. Um, You know, there's not only places for kids to play and, you know, activities going on, but there's also like a whole food experience. And they team up with other people, like other innovators. So, you know, the last AFL event we did they actually had uber and you could order your food through uber and they would deliver it direct to the customers via the food trucks so they kind of try and make some really special quirky experiences and i think you know that's really unique the food truck is essentially a mobile business you can go anywhere 
You can, technically. However, I imagine that different councils would have different rules and bylaws that may pose issues. And then there's also the idea of the food truck park, which of course provides many operators in one spot. But do these things in effect make the industry less mobile? In theory, food trucks are really mobile and you should be able to go anywhere. But the reality is you can't just turn up and operate where you want on the street. It's still not an easy industry. There's a lot of regulation. Um, There's a lot of fear around food trucks. And there's actually not that many places for food trucks to operate. So even though Melbourne's really embraced it and encouraged it, and there are so many, what you find as a food truck operator is um, you're actually having to really broaden what you do. So you might do some tourist events, you might do private catering, you might go to food truck parks, like you'd basically have to just juggle a whole lot of things to really make your business work. One of the things that we talk about, I think, a lot these days in in every industry is the idea of innovators and disruptors. If you look at the accommodation industry, for example, they are now sharing their space with Airbnb, traditional bricks and mortar restaurants are sharing their space with food trucks. You mentioned Uber earlier as coming on board and being part of what food trucks were doing at the AFL. How do you view that situation and that status? Are you the innovator? Are you the disruptor? Are you a little bit of um, column A, a little bit of column B? How, how does all of that work in for you and where you stand in your business? You know, I, I think food trucks like to represent themselves as the innovator, but I think for a lot of people running food trucks, it's almost like a stepping stone to actually get into the industry, to get into the more bricks and mortar industry, because it's so expensive to start a restaurant. So often it's a way of actually testing the market. And, you know, you'll find most of the people who started off first in Melbourne, who really pushed the food truck scene, like someone like Raf Rashid, who has Beatbox Kitchen and he has the taco truck. I mean, he now has two restaurants. Same with Mr. Burger. Like, you know, they've started off with six food trucks and they've really gone for it, you know, and really pushed big. But now they're kind of backing off on those and they're, they're starting to have more restaurants around. And I think that's the thing. It's kind of like it doesn't just kind of go, we are food trucks and we're completely separate to, say, a restaurant. Um, they really complement each other and it's a completely different market, really. I think that when you say it's a completely different market, you've hit on something there because I've heard of examples of traditional bricks and mortar restaurants that have started food trucks because they recognise that it's a completely different market. Yeah, there are some traditional restaurants that have literally started a food truck because they've realised that they can tap into a different market. And, you know, they've just taken off big because as a restaurant, they've got that reputation and they've, you know, they've built up their name over so many years. And then they start a food truck and it's like, bang, people are trying to find what they're offering. And it's a different food to what they would have on their menu in the restaurant. And so, yeah, it's kind of very complimentary, I think. With being part of the tourism industry, which you very much obviously are, Did you find that difficult? Did you find that easy? How was the process of tapping into that industry for you? As you can imagine, with 200 food trucks in Melbourne, it's quite high in demand. So, you know, for every event, they might take, say, eight trucks or 10 trucks, and you you might have 200 people applying for it. So it's not the easiest process. For us, we've just built up our reputation. So when we do apply for events now, we know what works for us, what doesn't. Um, We kind of tend to get chosen if we do apply because of the quality of our food and just the way we operate. We're really good at what we do. You know, what we find with these large 
events where there are tourists is that we're getting hit with such a high commission to be there. So you add up 25% commission, 30% on staff, 30% on ingredients, and you're basically making 5% of what goes through the truck, which is just nothing by the time you pay tax. So, you know, we have to really pick and choose the kind of community events that we do. And so, yeah, sometimes the big, big giant tourism events are actually not what can make you money as a small food truck. You know, the vibe is amazing and and you know, you do really, really want to be part of it. But sometimes we turn them down because it's just, it's not financially viable for us. How do you think that the food truck industry and the tourism industry can work more effectively together with, I guess, the idea of the food truck industry really being part of tourism, not a separate industry that we go to when we need some catering or some food, but part of what we as a city, as a destination offers? The issue for us, I guess, is the cost of being involved. I mean, obviously, they're very expensive to kind of manage these events. But what we've found is that, you know, we've got high overheads in terms of staff, just like any restaurant would. Yeah, just maybe more flexibility from the people running the events, you know, realising that food trucks are just small businesses um, and that we have a lot of expenses ourselves and, you know, maybe setting a more reasonable fee. Well, we're still very far off being like America. In America, food trucks can just turn up on a street where there are restaurants. Here, it's so protected. And you understand that because the rents are so high for restaurants. So, you know, we can't just turn up. And I think that's where you're not really getting the authentic food truck experience. You know, tourists can't just kind of go to Flinders Street and see a food truck there. There's still a long way to go for food trucks. But the fact that, you know, there are so many in Melbourne and there's so much diversity of food is really exciting. And it was certainly exciting speaking with you and learning more about your experiences and your food truck business. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me. That was my special guest, Sonia Lear, co-owner of Happy Camper Pizza on the Destination Melbourne podcast. Thanks, Sonia, and thank you for joining us. I look forward to bringing you more guests and news on future podcasts and would love to hear from you with your feedback. Drop me a line at danielle at destination.melbourne. Stay tuned for future episodes and get out there and enjoy Melbourne, the world's most livable and most visitable city.